Yuki Chords. Today on the show, I've got my friend Jay Buchanan, and this is Kip Interviews His Friends. We had a good chat. Covered all the bases. The bases? Or the basics? Oh well, here we go. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? How are you doing, Jay? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, as far as everything goes. Yeah. Just, to, just love and repetition. You know, who doesn't love endless repetition? Uh, yeah. I guess it's funny because I really hated. I really hated going to my work before this, and now it's like it gives me something to do or something. So it's like. Ironically, actually, made me like my sort of straightforward day job thing a little more, which is weird, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing this whole year? I, I watched your videos, listened to your singles. They're great. Cool, man. Thanks for checking them out. Um, yeah, I, I did those. Um, I've been, yeah, I went and recorded a, a song at uh, Moonrise. Uh, with Rusty Matthias from like Waking Eyes and stuff, so I did the first single with him, and the second single I did pretty much all on my own, and then I did another three songs um, out at Matlock in Micah Ehrenberg's studio, which was kind of fun. And then Micah Ehrenberg's. Micah Ehrenberg. Nice. That must have been really um, fun. It was super fun. It was a little strange and you know COVIDy, but other than that, pretty cool. And I've just been basically sitting on those tracks for a bit because, yeah, I don't know what you want to talk about today, but it could be that you know, what, what are we supposed to do in this? Like, are we supposed to be touring? Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, we can't. All the things that I want to be doing, I can't really do. You know, that's hey, kind of how I, I feel with that stuff. It's pretty hard to promote um, promote if you can't play. Yeah. And like, let's be uh, honest, nobody yeah. really watches those like streaming <laughs> concerts. Uh, I was saying that you know what it is. It's uh, I kind of want to. Uh, people watch the really high quality live concerts. That's like the only thing people watch. If it's like actually really, really high quality. But if it's from like your phone, you know, people. I think people are sort of out. Like they're sort of done with that stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. you know. Um, because, yeah, it's missing a whole bunch of parts um, that, you know, the, all the only thing we really knew we missed or knew we needed, I guess, but, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not as much fun playing without a crowd in front of you. Yeah. And just staring at, like, a screen that's your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what have you been up to this, this last year, you know? Not much. Just home and, like, I go to work and then home. And there you go. Yeah, but like seeing just the same four people. <laughs> uh, where are you working at? Sorry. I work at the Ruby West. Okay. It's just on Westminster and yeah, Ru- yeah. Ruby, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, seeing the same people every day. Um, yeah, like uh, my wife Chelsea's just been home this last year and it's like that's. I think that's the ultimate 
that's like the worst one by far, you know? You know, people you see are on Zoom and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I really like the solitude at the beginning. You know, I played a bunch of video games. I hadn't played video games in a really long time, and I had just been <laughs> really too busy almost. Yeah. And then, yeah, COVID hit, and I like was it, and it basically ended up just like finding another way to hang out with my friends and play video games with them and stuff like that. Play Minecraft. I don't know if you play Minecraft. It's pretty great, man. No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it first started, I was pretty thrilled for a bit but then that that wore off yeah Fast. a little bit yeah anyway um what else can we talk COVID. about <laughs> covid aside um yeah i uh i think that's the thing about covid too it's like even just like not only do you have to go into the same place every every day but it's like what is there really to talk about you know i you know had a bonfire last night that was cool i saw like five people that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah and just causing me to find other things to enjoy i spent a lot of time up in my my studio just messing around but i don't know about you i, I really have a hard time like doing things that are really productive yeah uh, just gives me stress because I've been trying to yeah I'm trying to release this record but it's like hard to do that when you know you're not going to be like playing it and stuff like that like the the inspiration has been a little bit low but yeah I've been hearing that from a lot of people and like I've been I've wrote like two songs over this whole thing right yeah you'd think with more time I'd do more but it's the opposite with like less time I do the things I care about. I think it's also like, I don't know, when bad things are going on in your life, I feel like it's easier to look back on it, at least in my experience, and write about it. But it's not like you're going to be really downtrodden. It's not like that, that like, you know, crappy 90s movie that like the guy, the, the songwriter it's so you know distraught that he writes this beautiful song it's super emotional is like, that the one that Paul back. McCartney's in <laughs> was that isn't Paul McCartney in that one in, in what the songwriter oh no I don't know is that a movie yeah I think so okay. I think he just described <laughs> the plot to a really I'm bad Paul McCartney like a generic movie but <laughs> yeah maybe that's a real movie yeah. that exists or... <laughs> yeah I like those like bad movies where where there's like a songwriter who's like at the end of his rope. <laughs> then yeah. a girl saves him. Yeah. But he loses her. But then he writes mm-hmm. the song. Yeah, that's what it was all about. Yeah, it's also hard to write songs when you don't talk to anyone or like gather stories. Yeah. <clears throat> like it's less so that I'm like super depressed and more so like well, I mean, I'll tell you one thing, I guess. Like, I was I was off work for about seven months because I got diagnosed with MS, like, uh, a little less than a year ago. Uh, so it was a weird time to go to have find that information and then be working in, like, a factory sort of job where I was higher up but still a lot of contact with people, and I didn't feel super comfortable. Um, so that was weird. Um, but, yeah, like, I... I was in a weird space during that time. I was pretty good mental health wise, but the moment I went back to work, like the moment I went back, I was writing like a song a week or it felt that way, you know, mm-hmm. for like a month. 
because all of a sudden I had a whole bunch of stuff to write about. Um, but yeah, it's it's less so that I was like, yeah, super upset during that time. It just nice to go back, nice to have stuff to write about, I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get my, my, my source material from things other people tell me. Right. And then I like, like, so like, it's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of people's stories made into like a different story. Right. Yeah, I totally, I, I think one of the only songs I wrote that over this break, I was like two songs. Yeah, I wrote like two songs uh, this last year. Um, but one of them was, yeah, like one of my friends was really mental health wise not very well and one person was going through a tough breakup and the song ended up being like pretty cool and like kind of vague uh, because it was kind of about both those people's struggles and about like your demons or whatever Yeah. so it's kind of cool that like songwriting wise you can kind of um, it almost makes it uh, not, not even more vague but more approachable to an audience that doesn't they don't necessarily need to know exactly where you're coming from because it's a little more ambiguous you know it could mean more than one thing yeah, well, people put their own lives into the words of songs that they listen to, I think, so. Right, yeah. At least I do sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not WAP, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. WAP, that's hilarious. Like, it's very, pro- very proper when you say it like that. Yeah. Well, not WAP. A WAP. <laughs> that, isn't a WAP a something already? Or uh, thinking of a fop. It's a bop. I mean, wop is like an offensive term, I think, for an Italian American. Oh yeah. Uh, it it was. Can you watch yeah. this on the radio? Can you even say that? You'll bleep it. It's fine. What? Oh, I can. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's true. We're not live. Thank goodness. Yeah. There goes your career. Cancelled, Jay. So early uh, into my career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I have many Italian-American friends. I don't mean that, you know. <laughs> Do you really? Uh, not, not as many as I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird, because, like, I really only ever... You know, we are, our friendship goes back a little ways, but I really, most of the time, saw you at festivals and stuff. You know what I mean? Seemed to be, that's where Kip was. Yeah. Uh, you know? That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my thing, is festivals. Like, getting rip-roaring yeah. party time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, yeah. like, running around talking to everyone. Yeah. Which I 100%. miss. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever have a festival again. I know that's this is totally a downer uh, thing to talk about, but you know it is sort of weird. And, and again, I think that the thought was like, well, you know, it just teaches you to be thankful. I'm like, dude, I was so thankful. Like when it was happening, I was like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> like every moment of it. And looking back, I was like, that was what I wanted. Even just like the, probably the last time I hung out with you was literally. Uh, I think it was at Harvest Moon. You had been like stung by a bee on your lip. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you like a broke wasp. your glasses. Yeah. Uh, and we we thought we kind of bombed our set, and I mean we didn't bomb, but like there was a bunch of sound issues. Like it was just a mess. 
and we were all just kind of like lying exhaustedly in the morning sun, you know. Yeah. It's like that was such a random thing, you know. Yeah, we all happened to be camped in the same area. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was watching when I got stung. Um, I was watching my friend's band play, and he's playing like drums. And I'm like right close to the stage, and I'm drinking like one of those like mojito in a can. And uh, right. he sees me go to sip it, and he sees the wasp because I'm right close to him. And then right. he sees me fucking the whole thing like get stung and like yeah, just like oh god, that was painful. I'm oh. sorry to bring up traumatic memories, <laughs> but I thought that was funny because. You, you were upset about it, and then you're like, I don't think it looked that bad. And it didn't really look that bad, but you, like, your vocal posture was different. I think that was where the comedy was, more than what you looked like. It was like a Sylvester the Cat thing, sort of, you know? Oh, because they couldn't you talk know? properly? <laughs> Just like a heavy lip, like almost like, it, like a numb top lip, right? Like back from the dentist? Yeah. That's oh my god. Not to be a downer, but hey, we've been a downer this whole time. I'm looking out the window, it's a beautiful day, and there's just a mask rolling down the sidewalk. Oh, like, have you ever seen, uh, what is that? A Beautiful Mind? Not a Beautiful Mind. American, American Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. I was like, is that the new? It's, it's so beautiful. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's the new thing that I hate. Masks seeing, everywhere? Like, masks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, that sucks. You know? Yeah. And there's that ship that's not moving or something we can't move the ship oh this is know? my favorite thing in the news that <laughs> in ages i like, like what else is there to talk about you know? I, this is like the most thrilling thing that's happened in a long time this <laughs> it's like 400 million dollars lost to like enterprise or something yeah like the global economy whatever yeah. that means i have no idea pretty hilarious and i just think of like totally sucks to be on that that boat but there's like 200 boats just, just vibing, like really close, just kind of waiting, hoping yeah. it gets, because there's no point going back. No. Like food that's spoiling and stuff. Yeah, like those. It's a, it's a disaster. Those, you know I mean? those sailors on the other boats are probably just kind of having a little party. I would say, like, yeah, you know, they've got the vodka out. They're like. Nothing we can know, do. Yeah. Nothing we can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way more fun to be on that boat. Sucks to be on the main boat. The dude that took the bad turn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So it could be worse. You could be that guy. That's what I'm trying the to cap, say. The captain of the Evermore or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, the memes are strong against this boat thing. It's pretty good. To be honest, though, if I was a captain, I feel like I would do something like that by accident. <laughs> and then you would know where to be found. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where he is. <laughs> was really me? When this went south. I, I, I gave up the stern to the uh, co-captain. I just had to dip over for a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. A lot, not a lot of big news either, otherwise. How long have you been doing this? Uh, it's like a radio show, though. Like, how long have you been doing this? Since COVID started. Okay. So. That's cool. Yeah, I just was bored so I asked if I could have a radio show and then I got one. <laughs> well there you have it. Yeah. This is like I yeah. This is I'm the curious about that. This is the 53rd episode? What? Yeah. Look at me. 
Yeah, big five three. The big five three. It's an important wow. number. Oh my gosh. In the cosmos. It, it is. It was literally the only thing I was doing today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I uh, so I've been I work mainly alone, uh, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, which has been the, my kind of thing that I've been discovering. Mm-hmm. As I guess a lot of people have over this quarantine. And I'm just like, I have so many ideas for some podcasts, you know, that I could make. Um, but then, you know, I, I get I get nervous and then I think that those ideas are bad. But you give me inspiration is what I'm trying to say. You know, you're, you you got a radio show. You're, you called me, you know. Yeah. Well, this is also a podcast. It goes on Apple Music and Spotify after. What the heck? Um, uh, exciting. So it's fairly easy to get a podcast. You just need a you just need a podcast mic, and then you go through um, a surrogate, and then they'll put it on a company, and you pay like I don't know ten dollars a month, and then they put it on the services. You're a you're a mad scientist, um, but I I feel inspired, man. I don't know. This is very cool. I have a a dude I work with that just says like. <clears throat> He's this, uh, this East Indian dude. He's the funniest dude I've ever met in my life. His name's Kieran, and I wanted to make a podcast, right? It's like five or six minutes, and I just ask him about world events because he just he says stuff that nobody else could say, and it's very funny. But his name's Kieran, and I was like, okay, the podcast is called From Kieran Out. Oh, that's good. And I, yeah. So I think, think we're going to do that. Because <laughs> I was like, because I was just riffing with him one day. I was like, okay, how do you feel about that? I'd be like, Kieran, how do we solve, you know, race relations in America? And he was like, oh, man, you just got to hate everybody the same. I'm like, all right, that's from Kieran out. It's like, that's been the, that's been the show, you know? Be right. like, two minutes maybe even, 60 seconds. That's your whole, uh, your whole like podcast, just, a two-minute. I'm just call him, ask him a question, and then that's it. Because he always just finds a way to be sort of offensive, and I like that. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. like a little bit of spice on their food? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have any podcast go-tos? Uh, I don't. Be checking out? I don't really listen to podcasts. No. Um, mm. More of a just listen to music or put a movie on in the background, guy. Mm. <coughs> yeah. I should try. I've never just really gotten into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, again, like working on my own a lot at work, so I can just listen to podcasts, but yeah, I mean, like, Conan O'Brien has a really good podcast, a lot of comedians, like, just talking to other comedians, which is like my favorite thing. Yeah, because they're all Um, clever. Yeah, Yeah, they're all super clever, and they're all like, doing like bits, and being like antagonistic and stuff, And they're pretty funny. And they're friends, so they just like, it's okay. You know, you can rib your friends a lot more than you can rib a guest. Absolutely. Yeah, like like Will Arnett has one with Jason Bateman, and they're like famously, they always do that to each other. Like, they're your friends, but they're just always ribbing each other. And then Conan comes on, and it's just like a mess. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, (laughs) it's kind of like when you just hang out with your, your buds, and you're just literally all over each other, and you know. Just kind of being, kind of being assholes, you know what I mean? Not being very, very considerate to each other. Yeah, um, that sounds great. Yeah. It's 
especially those all those three sound like they're kind of assholes <laughs> like that's their character that they like they portray yeah like, on tv yeah. on tv yeah. and they kind of are like the podcast like you find out that those characters they portray pretty close to who they are that's you know there was some symbiosis especially jason Bateman for some reason that dude is just like like that you know just like strange he just like talks without real emotion or depth yeah just like a polite man you know <laughs> i think that's why it's so funny is he just takes himself kind of too, very seriously right yeah uh and asks very poignant questions you know and uh it's just he always bites him in the, in the butt a little bit like i don't know it's kind of like ross from friends or something it's like he's not really anything wrong he's just there's something punchable about this guy i don't know what it is you yeah know? <laughs> everyone wants to punch <laughs> ross Yeah, people with, like, not quite enough chill. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're a really smart guy. You know lots about dinosaurs. Like, just, like, put it in layman's terms. Like, don't be a, a jerk about it, right? Like, like he kind of made it a drag, like, just by his existing. When he could have been like, man, want to know some cool stuff about dinosaurs? Every same person would be like, yeah, yes, I do. Tell me things, you know? But he makes it so boring. <laughs> Cause, being a drag that they're like please stop you know because no one takes his job seriously that's why <laughs> yeah it's like apparently in the 90s that kind of a job was hilarious like this really high paying rare job but yeah there's a lot of stuff in friends that makes no sense he's just walking around with her shows. he's got her feelings all the time that's basically all it is <laughs> like i like how i make a mother too but honestly it's like they made ross the main character because like he has Ted has so many feelings on that show. I don't know if you watched that show, but no, it's just like same show. You know, guy can't find a woman. He's too picky. He's got feelings. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, which one's Ted? Jason Siegel? <laughs> you really haven't watched that show. Wow. No. I mean, we don't have to talk about that show. We can though. It's a really good show for for those listening. Uh, you know, Jason Siegel amazing actor but basically Jason Siegel and uh, what's what's her name Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer are happily married and their best friend Ted just can't find a you know oh. so, so it's kind of a cool dynamic where they actually have like a happy married couple for the most part you know like and it was really believable instead of like most shows none of them are married that's the whole point um, so yeah that was kind of a cool little flipperoo and then and Neil Patrick Harris comes on and is a womanizer right know? okay I've seen that bit <laughs> I've seen clips. <laughs> I, I am a big fan yeah. of Jason Siegel, though. I mean, give it a spin. The uh, first few seasons are pretty good. It's uh, it's too bad that uh, what's her name, uh, Lucinda Bluth or whatever, the actress, hmm? the oh, actress yeah. died. Yeah. Like I guess there's no yeah. more episodes of Archer. Oh yeah. Hey. Like who? I mean, who could hmm. replace that? Nobody. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I h- hate when that happens, you know, uh, but also she had lived a long, successful life, you know. I am more, no, I shouldn't say more heartbroken, but it's, it's you know, we shouldn't treat every actor that, that dies, you know, the same, because she was probably, I think she was probably like 80 or more, right? She was, it was um, 80, yeah. Yeah. 
but it is um, pretty sad. I mean, she was such an awesome actress. I really actually don't even think of her as an archer. I think of her on um, Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. Love that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because of Job. Uh, Will Arnett. Mostly because of Job. Oh yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine is is cousins with Will Arnett. And what? and he'll go to like family like Thanksgiving in Toronto, and like Will Arnett will be there, and he describes it as like you just have to pretend that you are not in complete awe of him and act like it's normal, but like you can't really do it. Because right. they seem better that. than you. <laughs> like, he, he can't help it. Like, he's just dressed a little nicer than everyone. Yeah. You know? Like, kind of more tanned. Yeah. L.A. life. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. We should definitely crash one of their parties. Well, Arnett seems... Seems like he would be a, a cool guy to hang out with, honestly. I feel like he'd make good jokes. I mean, his podcast, he definitely knows how to rib... Uh, Jason Bateman. So. <laughs> I bet that's what the whole set of uh, Arrested Development was, is him just like bullying or like teasing Jason Bateman. Literally, he went up to Letterman multiple times and threw Jason under the bus, which I didn't know. But he went, literally, he would go into Letterman and be like, okay, Jason, I don't know what I'm going to do about him. He wants to bring his real life sister on as his love interest in Arrested Development. And it's happening next season. Uh, and I can't stop it. Uh, makes me very uncomfortable. So you'd go on Letterman and just say, like, lies. So, like, it's just, like, it's pretty funny, you know, but it's kind of messed up, you know? It's just, like, why? It's not good for your career, probably, at the very least. Oh, I think that's hilarious, though. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's more like a, a brotherly thing, I think, than anything else. Exactly. You feel like you're they're in on the joke or whatever. It doesn't yeah. seem mean-spirited. No. <laughs> That's fun. That's way too much fun. Yeah. You've been outside today? You know, I uh, I got some pizza from, uh, it was actually Calzone, mm-hmm. from across the street. That was about it. But I, again, had a bonfire last night, okay? I got my outside points. Yeah. Uh, I didn't just play Fortnite all day, okay? Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, just getting a calzone across the street, that's plenty. That's, Did you go outside today? Uh, just to go buy cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> so about that. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, it's okay. Uh, but next, uh, next week's supposed to be even nicer. Like 15, 16, you know? Yeah. So. Then it'll be summer. Yeah. It's gonna be a strange summer, but I'm thinking that it's gonna be like less festivals, more like organizing smaller get-togethers, which is like not as fun. But so last year, last year a lot of people just did like these little pop-up festivals within their like basic friend groups, like a couple of them. Okay. Um, So I went to one, played one. That was really fun. Um. It's not the same as a regular festival because you know everyone. And, yeah, it's like um, 30 people. Yeah, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and when you're single, part of festivals is to find, you know, someone. Someone to, to have conversations with. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I totally get it. We were supposed to play one of those little 
many festivals um, and it ended up not working out but uh, I think we the only festival that I went to last year I can't remember the name of that festival actually but I've never been before um, and yeah it was just kind of uh, strange going if there's only going to be like 100 people um, that was like the weird part of the middle of the summer where like nobody well, I, look, I think back to it it's like nobody was like wearing masks you know mm-hmm. there was just like a weird part after the main fear that we all just like kind of went and hung out and nobody was really like mask heavy at that point and not now, outside like, everybody wears masks pretty much all the time yeah people <laughs> people went maskier after the uh summertime <laughs> maskier yeah the mask game is is strong yeah right now um i mean i don't even really mind it's all good i i get it but yeah i i i'm totally down to play some smaller festivals um, I'm currently looking, so my father-in-law, I mean, this is all hearsay, so Spotify, please don't come after me, but we are looking to try and get into the Burt and film, like to film like a half hour or something, like 25 minutes of a set, like really high quality and just like throw that on the internet. And then at least if somebody wanted to check me out beyond those two songs, they could, you know, there'd be like a, a, a full set, you know what I mean? Cause that's what I end up watching on people that I check out, like, I don't know who you listen to online, but, like, Madison Cunningham and Ariel Posen and all these people who are making waves mm-hmm. are kind of, like, putting out full tracks, like, really high quality, really well-recorded video tracks, so that's about all we can do right now, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the only thing on the docket for me right now is doing one of those bad boys. Well, that sounds... Like, book that sounds like a really great idea. Also, like... But you just put it on Vimeo or YouTube? Kind of, that was what I was kind of thinking, like, put it on YouTube and then just, like, cut it up and use it on my Instagram and whatever, I guess. But, yeah, I just don't think I have enough of that. And it's funny, because if you have a gig, you try to record it, it might not turn out very good, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> more variables, so. But the whole point here is that um, this is just to do, like, it really good. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I know, because I tried to record a live gig to release one time. Right. Oh, that is the worst recording I have on hand right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the vocals are off, and, like, you're, you're competing with, like, monitors, and you're competing with, like, just a bunch of extra sound. And, and like, just, people talking... Yeah, unless you're like right out of the board, and then again, there's a whole other list of problems because you're hearing a wet sound. So it's like, anyways, I thought, <laughs> I thought about this a lot, and it's actually, I'm trying to see this as like more of a blessing. I'm like, oh, I'll just do this. But yeah, like literally, it seems like all my friends are hip to this before me. Like Field Guide, I don't know, you know, you know, the like Middle Coast guys, they're all mm-hmm. super talented. But you know, Field Guide's been releasing these like killer live takes of shit. And I'm just watching all of them and like loving, loving, loving it. So I just think that's kind of the the only the only kind of thing to be doing right now. <laughs> I think this sounds like a fun project. Yeah. And something yeah. to look forward to, which is always nice. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Live records. Not my bag, baby. Well, the but, thing is, like, I, when I record an album, I usually record the rhythm section live. 
Yeah, which is interesting. But and like, yeah. Trying to record an album live in front of a crowd is like way different. It's way different, and then I guess it's like I am fooled into thinking it'll be really easy because of like those classic like whatever John Mary John John Mayer at you know mm-hmm. whatever that live show LA is, like, or the something. sound is just perfect and you hear the audience perfectly. Or even just like you know any jazz record you that's worth its salt was recorded live in some bar, right? Mm-hmm. And you hear the insane solos, the sound is perfect, and then there's this huge clap at the end. You're like, whoa, that was live mm-hmm. in some shady bar with like one or two mics probably, like the vocal mic and then just like a room mic. Um, so it's it can be done. I think jazz is a bad example because jazz in general was way softer. Like everything about it was really really soft. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty manageable if you, if you put uh, what I don't know what kind of music your live record was but <laughs> if it was like punk rock or something like it's just gonna sound like that right? no it was just jazz standards but okay yeah but I kept screw yeah. I kept I don't know screwing it up I mean yeah I've never done a good I don't have any good live recordings of me singing jazz standards which is kind of sad to say like I think it, my recital was pretty good but there's one okay, so there's one recording that I did of many, you know, because it's like it just never sounds great. Um, and usually I just put my voice memo on, which is like the worst possible thing I could do. But it's least effort, which is why I do it. Right. The funny thing though is everyone in the crowds was like, even after we're like, "Wow, you're really good. You're really talented. That was great. When are we gonna hear this?" And then I was, I'm just like. You're never going to hear it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But you could just, you know, makes it all the more enticing, you know, that uh, you'll never hear it again. The law. Lo- yeah, maybe when I die, it'll come out. The, the lost, terrible live recording. like a super famous person with like weird fans right and you were like some genius I mean not that that's what I am but I kind of feel the way about like Mac Miller which is sort of sad right like they literally made that beautiful record after you know he passed away and it's uh, yeah it's kind of crazy but he basically had that much raw material going on yeah just like on his computer that's a tough story (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is uh, the downer episode of the Kip Walrus podcast <laughs> thank you for doing, tuning in um, but yeah on a lighter note Mac Miller holy cow uh, one of the best artists ever and you know would have to have been tragic but 
you know, if you don't know him, check him out right now because his music is amazing. Yeah, I didn't know he was so great until my coworker made me listen to it, and then I was like, whoa. That's pretty much what happened to me too. <laughs> he was like, uh, I worked with a kid who was born it's like January tenth, the year two thousand, which I think is the funniest like time to be born. Because it means he's like just over the cut for me. <laughs> like anybody younger than him, I don't know if we could have a normal conversation. But right. Turner kind of blends the the mix between both, and he yeah he introduced me to Mac Miller, he introduced me to Anderson Pack, like all these people who I'm embarrassed to say I didn't know before, but you know who I would say are you know some of my favorite artists now. But it is interesting that you almost get yourself into this like boomer mentality. At least that's how I, what I found myself getting caught in. <laughs> but you just kind of get stuck in a loop, and it's not yeah. your fault. The fu- like. Spotify keeps recommending the songs you've already heard. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, I don't know. I think their algorithms are off. They're like, do you want to listen to Dr. Dog again? I was like, well, I just listened to Dr. Dog. Um, yeah, I totally understand. And it's hard for you to figure out new music, right? Yeah, you, um, yeah. you need other people for that. that or Absolutely. like go to a party and then someone puts a song on and you're like, what's this? And then you get the name. Like Ben. Yeah, and you also get like an experiential relation to it, right? Like you're like, oh, I was at that party and he put on that crazy record and we danced around. It was weird, you know? It's like, yeah. that's a cool record, you know? Um, I've totally had that going to. I, <laughs> speaking of, so I went to that one festival this summer and then I went to one. It ended up being a party and I. You know, I'm ashamed to say that I did go to this party, but the worst part is that they invite. They're like, "Oh, come! It'll be a bonfire." So I went. There were four or five people, and uh, you know, I wasn't really seeing anybody. You know, it's kind of weird this whole year. And I hang out, and I come in, and literally just the most insane, like fusion jazz is on. There are there's a to get into the doors. There's a girl that's being held by her arms and her legs, and she's the limbo pole, and people are limboing under her, which might be the least COVID-friendly thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, but also brought me great joy. Um, so yeah, after limboing under her, I uh, uh, ended up, you know, lying on the floor uh, with all of these beautiful people. And it was like, we were, you know, a foot away from each other, but it still broke every single rule in the book. And now thinking back to it, it's just like, it's weird that we want to do those kinds of things. We want to go listen to the record. We want to go lie on the floor at these parties, uh, these like kind of weird things. And I really only realized how much I wanted to when somebody said that it was like illegal, you know, I like to go be close to somebody. <laughs> I love just having music playing and like lying on the floor at a party with like a, a group of people. There's something about the floor. I don't know yeah. what it is. Sometimes the floor is just the place to be. Because what's funny about like I know I, as soon as I said lie on the floor, I'm like, man, who are, if if somebody's made it this far in the podcast, they're like, dude, this guy's kind of like this guy's the kind of guy that lies down on the floor at parties. Like I don't even know what that means. Um, but honestly, try it because people will lie next to you. Uh, they'll start talking to you. You'll make friends. You know. And I wasn't like, I wasn't even like out of my mind. I just like that's like, there's something about a really nice sound system too. Like if they have like a subwoofer and like two speakers and a record player, and they put on like a really cool like, uh, I think it was Herbie Man. I don't know if you know Herbie Man, but it's like 
it's he, like is he a bass player flutes, it's like jazz fusion like like all the bass and like like crazy like you know kind of african drum sounds in the background like it's insane like such a hilarious record to put on on like a very <coughs> busy bumping <coughs> environment you know and i realized like it was like the only party i went to party whatever it wasn't even supposed to be a party and again just kind of like you like this was kind of my thing you know i like to go to stuff like this and i i didn't for like a year you know but there is something so special about going to those things and uh, hearing like really nice music and you know really nice people yeah community and stuff yeah bring back real life <laughs> um it's coming man i mean like not to hop back on the whole covid thing but what are you vaccine plus vaccine negative what do you think thumbs up thumbs down i'm not getting a vaccine i love it uh why is that i'm just gonna wait a year <laughs> you can you're just like it's cool i'll just one more year this is fine well, I'll just see what happens. I don't know. I just right. don't, I don't really feel like getting one. Fair enough. They make you go wait in line. And they probably stick that thing down your nose they do with the uh, the COVID test. You know, it's just like, ugh. Yeah, I got one of those COVID tests. Yeah, lame. They, they make you sneeze. Yeah, it's not like I have strong opinions on it, really. I just don't really want to get one. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else can get do whatever they want. Right. That being said, I'm not an anti-masker. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I was at, you not see me at the rallies? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with anti-maskers, you know, it's, uh... No, I guess not. People are really Everybody upset. Is afraid, yeah. What's that? People are upset right now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like everybody's everybody's upset in different ways. Yeah. I mean, there's always something to be upset about, but this particularly like I think everyone's got like there's gotta be a syndrome for just like being stuck in one place for a long time. Like, <laughs> we'll come up with the word. <laughs> like cabin fever or something. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like the shining up in this mm -hmm. in this place, you know. Um, the first half of the shining. One more year, we'll see, and then it will just be full Jack Nicholson. Yeah, no beer, no TV. <laughs> Makes Homer go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, 
that's what a lot of anti-maskers, now you're saying you're an anti-masker, not an anti-masker, but that's totally an anti-masker thing to say, is like, well, what about the, the other tolls that are happening? Isn't that just like the government to, you know, uh, make, you know, make us m- mentally unwell and unequipped and we're not communicating and yada yada, but, um, but on the other hand of that, it's like, okay, it's that, but it's also like the pandemic, you know? Like, you can just, it's like science. You can just put the numbers always next to whatever they say. It's like, yeah, but it's just this many people are this sick. They're like, yeah, but mental health. I'm like, I know. I'm, I just, it's just the way it is, you know? Uh, but yeah, that part of it's a little, a little frustrating. But. Well, everything's left and right, really. Yeah. I try not to think too much about it. You know, just eat my skip the dishes <laughs> and uh, watch my TV, get fatter and fatter every day. I mean, I guess I could exercise at home, but... <laughs> I feel like those those are all good mantras, including exercise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, exercising at home, I don't know. I really like biking outside. That's what I want to do. I need to fix my bike up. That's what I got to do. Mm. Take it to the shop. Mm. Then there you go. take it on the town. <laughs> Wait, wave at all the girls that I that I <laughs> speed by. <laughs> In your, yeah, your tank top and your bandana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, Sweet oh my sandals. God, like, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Italian short shorts. Um, I love biking down. What what's through that Westminster? Wolseley. They, yeah, they block it off, and it's amazing. Yeah, actually, all the way down. It's really nice. Um, which part of town do you live in, St. B? Um, I actually live uh, right near Court. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. You can just bike to um, the Cinnaboyne Park from there so nicely. Yeah, that's and it's like a pretty decent bike, and that's that's kind of what we did, you know. And it sort of was it's sort of silly that like I let that dictate how much exercise I got, but I would literally bike almost every day in the middle of uh, COVID because it was. I mean, I hate to say it, but there was nothing else to do, uh, but <laughs> I could bike to the tennis courts. I was playing tennis a little bit, Kip. Um, nice. You know. Are you good? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did you do this summer, otherwise, exercise-wise? Um, I went to the like beach that? a couple times. Mm. Nice. Um, I played a bit of basketball, which I'm barely, not very good at. <laughs> um, like, really, really bad at. Um, I guess I rode my bike a bit. What else did I do? I went on a fishing trip. That was cool. good. Very cool. Yeah. Caught some bass. Pretty sure it's pronounced bass, but that's good. Yeah. No, I had a great summer, actually. Yeah. So, maybe I'll have a similar summer again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I kind of did the winter thing, you know. We did it. And now it's going to be, there's just a lot more options, right? Like, 
I, I got, I played again, played a little bit of Fortnite, I'm not gonna lie, uh, played a little bit of Minecraft, played some generic video games, and uh, it was fun, I've had my fun, but I would like to go out and see people, <laughs> ride bikes, fishing trip, that sounds fun, you know, Jeez yeah. Louise, I've never even, I don't think I've ever gone fishing, maybe when I was like nine years old, but... Well, you gotta get back in the game. The fishing game. Yeah, it's fun. You just kind of sit in a boat in the sunshine, toss your lure, and uh, eventually you, go get catch fish. You catch a fish. If you catch a nice sized one, you get to eat it. Otherwise, you throw it back. Like it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, it's really annoying cleaning a tiny fish. Unless you're starving in, in the wilderness. <laughs> Just eat this tiny little fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be a great summer, I think, for everyone. Yeah, I mean, let's bike to Cinnaboyne, man. Let's, let's get out there, you know? Yeah. You're totally right. I should also fix my bike up. You're right. Yeah, I need... That's a good thought. I can't ride my bike unless I get it fixed up because the brakes are just like done who needs brakes <laughs> I mean I rode it last year without brakes but I was like not doing it right. <laughs> I had to go so slow and if a car doesn't see me I'm screwed <laughs> it's probably a good, uh, good bet to get it fixed up yeah and like there's, I was riding down a Cinnaboyne like that bike trail and like some dude in um like a motorized wheelchair just like pulled right out in front of me onto the bike trail and like i have no brakes and he just like didn't move and i had to like do this crazy maneuver not to die and like hit him and i just like was so i get so upset when people just don't pay attention to their surroundings You know, like slow walkers on the sidewalk in a group, yeah, and you have to, hands. and you try to pass them, but you like, and like you're you're like I'm here, I'm here, but like they just like keep like they do like a zigzag too, like rabbits, really slowly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pet peeve of mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Commons is open. Have you gone there yet? No, it's like a it's like a bar. At the Forks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's you're allowed. Cool. You're allowed to um, drink beer and like eat food outside without a mask on. Crazy times. And I went there um, last Saturday. It was really nice because it was packed, and I could look at people without masks on and like see a bunch of faces, which was like a thrill. Yeah, see mouths and noses. Yeah. Crazy. Mouths. And <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna walk out of this with like a mouth and nose fetish. Oh, man, I've thought about this. Even just like young kids, only seeing like eyes or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like it's creepy. Yeah. That part of it's kind of dystopian. It's just you know, I I do miss uh, like seeing people smile, man. Like yeah. But you know, I'm having way more phone calls with people. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's been kind of nice. 
I guess I'm being coerced into enjoying talking on the phone more than I used to. Uh, <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's good. I hate Zoom calls, though. Yeah, I don't even know why. Um, it's because, it's like, when I'm talking on the phone, I can, like, pick my nose, like, just, like... <laughs> Scratch your butt. Scratch yeah, my exactly. butt, do whatever. But like on Zoom, I just have to like look at someone. It's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's very like, like there's like a stasis camera thing. Like it's creepy. Cause like when you're with somebody, you're in the room, you're moving around, like your people. But for some reason, yeah. they're just like, it's just kind of awkward. There's no way to look cool on a Zoom call. It's no. Impossible. It's absolutely a pot. Can't be done. Even yeah. even Prince couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he would look like a nerd. <laughs> His career would be over from one Zoom call. Yeah. I thought you were cool, Prince. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, summertime's coming, and we're going to win. We're gonna get our hustle on. I wonder if, are people allowed to busk during COVID? They must be. <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird little like taste in your mouth about things that were so innocent and nice, you know? <laughs> it, it's like the end of Inside Out, spoiler for people who haven't seen Pixar's Inside Out, where they realize that being an adult means that most of your memories don't stay joyful. They literally get tainted with other things like, oh, all those nice childhood memories. Guess what? They're kind of sad memories because you're not young anymore and your parents are divorced and it's messed up now, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can't just think joyfully on those memories. Like, that is a insane premise to give to a child. Um, but I think about that premise all the time because, like, holy cow, that is totally what, you know, things are like. Um but what we have to do is try to make as many joyful memories that are like just straight up joyful, you know? Just go bike and go uh, go lie down on the floor uh, at a weird party oh, with a mask on, obviously. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, don't get sucked into all that negativity that is adulting. Yeah, adulting. There's one that hasn't <laughs> been used in a while. Bringing back the classics. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Anyway, we killed a whole hour. Amazing. So, uh, I guess I'll get you, let you get back to uh, your day. Yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of sitting around to do today. What's on the docket for this year, day, man? Uh, sitting around. I got some uh, pierogies I was gonna eat. That sounds good. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks for calling me. Yeah, thanks for being on my show. Anytime. Anytime at all. Okay, well, hopefully, I'll see you soon. Cool. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. And that was my friend Jay Buchanan, and this was Kip Koke. Interviews his friends. I hope you had a good time listening. Um, if you didn't, you can contact me and complain. Thanks. Have a good day.
Yuki cards.